Welcome back to the LifePoint Drivecast. My name is Cale Boer. I'm the teaching pastor at the Delaware campus, and uh, we are continuing on in our study of the book of Daniel, and we're looking at Daniel chapter 6, verses 10 through 13 today. The situation is that uh, the new king, so the Medes and the Persians, have taken over the kingdom of Babylon, and there's a king whose name is Darius, or Darius, I've heard it both ways, but uh, King Darius has set Daniel up. Uh, as a, a very high official in his kingdom. And it says he's planning to really set him up over the whole kingdom. And some of the other government officials uh, who are not Jewish don't like this. They don't like that a Jew is being given this high position. He's a foreigner. He's not from there. And so they go to the king and they trick the king. They say, hey, let's, uh, let's have a law where everybody uh, for the next you know, 30 days or so uh, has to uh, honor you. And, and really worship you and they can't they can't pray to anyone else or make petitions to any other god for 30 days except to you O king and you know they're masking this in this will be a good thing for solidarity and and to really show people's loyalty to you but really they know darn well Daniel's not going to agree to this Daniel they know his habit is he goes up and he prays to the Lord three times a day um, and and they know he's not going to change that so they're just trying to get Daniel in trouble and trying to get his life taken well King Darius falls for this he signs the uh, the decree the law which cannot be revoked. And verse 10 tells us this. This is so good. It says, when Daniel knew that the document had been signed. So there's no question about whether he knows he knows what's at stake here. He knows the consequences of, about, of what he's about to do. He went to his house where he had windows in his upper, uh, upper chamber open toward Jerusalem. So he goes to his upper house where he has windows in his upper chamber open toward Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he had done previously. I want us to consider for a moment here what this says about Daniel. I said a couple of weeks ago in one of our messages that the tests in our lives, the trials God puts us through, they, they, don't, they refine us, they grow us, but they don't usually uh, produce something always new in that moment as much as they they refine and they grow and they reveal what's going on in our hearts. They reveal what's really on the inside, those times of trial and testing, and then refine it and grow it. And I just, I look at this moment here with Daniel and I think we see very clearly what this trial, this moment of testing reveals what's going on in Daniel's life. It reveals, yes, his habits and his discipline, but I don't think this story is primarily about, hey, make sure you're praying three times a day. It's about showing this trial reveals Daniel's allegiance. It reveals what Daniel values. And Daniel values his relationship with God, his obedience to God, and God's glory over even his earthly life. The stakes here could not be any higher. Couldn't be any higher. It's do the, don't, don't do this or die, right? Don't, don't pray to any other God under penalty of death. And he goes up without hesitation, says, no, I'm, I'm going to keep praying to God. And Hebrews chapter 11, right, in the hall of faith, it says, by faith, right, Daniel shut the mouth of the lion. By faith, people shut the mouth of lions. That's a reference back to Daniel, uh, Daniel chapter 6, because after this, Daniel's going to get thrown in the lion's den. And, you know, he, he trusts God all the way through this. You know, Daniel's considered this hero of the faith in a sense. Because he has such faith in the Lord, he trusts God. And I, I don't know here if he knows, you know, yes, God's going to rescue me from this, 
But it is clear he is saying, I would rather die than be disobedient to the Lord. And I just think it should cause us to pause and reflect on the times of trial and the times of testing in our lives. And we kind of have to ask ourselves, I'm asking myself, you know, if I get put in a position like this, how much am I willing to compromise? And, 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 you know, well, maybe if I just modify, maybe if I close the doors and nobody can see me and, you know, I'll still be praying, but let's just do it in a little less public way. And, and Daniel doesn't seem to be concerned with any of that. And, and again, I'm, I'm not saying there's never, you know, moments where there's wisdom to doing it this way or doing it that way, but Daniel seems utterly unconcerned with how do I avoid the consequences and far more concerned with how do I be obedient to the Lord and just trust him with all the consequences. And I, I was quoting Alistair Begg, read a little book called Brave by Faith and uh, on, on Daniel's chapter one through six, and he mentions that, that you know, faith is not believing in spite of the evidence, but it's obeying in spite of the consequences. What we see Daniel here doing is he, he values the Lord and his, his relationship with God above all else. He, he, he's living out what Jesus said in Mark 8 when he says, man, if you try to save your life, this earthly life, you're going to end up losing it. But if you lose your life for my sake and for the sake of the gospel, you'll find it. In other words, if you value this earthly temporary life and your happiness now over all else, you're going you're gonna to ultimately lose it because you won't be right in, in right relationship with the Lord. But if you will recognize, no, my life is found in Christ. It's hidden with Christ in God. He is my ultimate treasure. My eternity is safe with him. He says, then you'll find your life. You'll, you'll, you'll gain eternal life when you recognize, Lord, even if I were to lose this earthly life, I know that ultimately I've won because Christ died and he rose again and he's going to raise me to new life. So I want to ask you to take a moment and just to, uh, to pray. I'm going to pray for you and then I want to ask you to reflect and to pray and just kind of ask yourself, man, is Christ my greatest treasure? It, do I value him above all else? Are we more concerned with avoiding the consequences, avoiding the persecution, avoiding the pushback? Or are we more concerned with the glory of God and being obedient to him no matter what, and just trusting him with the consequences. Let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, yes, give us the boldness of Daniel. But Father, I think that boldness comes as a result of, yes, discipline and training ourselves from, for godliness. But Father, really being captivated by you, by recognizing that our life is hidden with Christ and God, our eternity is secure. And even if we should lose this earthly life, we have eternal life and eternal joy in you. Father, help us to care more about our relationship with you, your glory, other people seeing you and enjoying you. Help us to care more about those things, about you, uh, than just preserving, Father, earthly or temporary uh, happiness. Father, we love you. We thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Take some time now to pray for yourself.